star bright, first star I see tonight. Ohana means family. Wish I could be part of that world. You wish upon a star. Practically perfect in every way. We'll make a wish and do as dreamers do. You're braver than you believe, and stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. The Force will be with you, always. Welcome to Mama Bear Jamboree. Let's chit-chat, yik-yak, and flim-flam with our panel of moms as they help you plan your next Disney vacation. Let's go into the Imagination Radio Network studio and see what Rachel and Samantha have in store for us this week. Welcome, everyone, to Season 1, Episode 7 of Mama Bear Jamboree Podcast. We are your hosts, Rachel and Sam, and we are ready to dive right into today's topic, using fast passes in the Disney parks. Rachel, why don't you get us started by giving us an overview of what fast passes are? So fast pass is a way to skip attraction wait times within the Disney parks. It's free at Walt Disney World and for some fast pass experiences at Disneyland, uh, and we'll go over that in more details later. They can cut your wait time for most rides, shows, and character greetings. So you schedule the time you'd want to do an attraction based off of availability, and then you go to the ride entrance and enter the FastPass queue, which will allow you to bypass the standby line. That doesn't necessarily mean you won't be waiting in a line still, even with a FastPass. Right. So lines with FastPasses will vary. Disney does not state that you will have no wait with a FastPass, just that your wait will be shorter than the standby wait. So generally, you will wait way less than a fast pass. Although in my experience, the longer the standby wait, the more time fast pass actually saves you. Uh, but there's no hard and fast rule for how long you'll wait with a fast pass. A lot is going to depend on the merge point, which is where the fast pass and the standby line meet. You'll also probably find a longer fast pass wait with theater style attractions like Soren or Flight of Passage. Uh, than with continuously moving attractions like Spaceship Earth or It's a Small World. So with shows, the fast pass advantage is less about the wait and more about getting a guaranteed spot to see the show, though of course you'll still be able to see the show without standing in line very far in advance. Fast passes do differ in the way you can obtain them throughout the parks, so we're going to let our experts handle explaining that this episode. We will now bring on our two very knowledgeable panel experts to answer some questions we have had submitted about the FastPass systems. Denise and Brian, so glad you could join us today. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. So let's dive right into it. Our first question comes to us from Shannon in Rockville, Nebraska, who says, I've heard you can book fast passes beyond the three given to you. How do you do that from the parks? Okay, hi, uh, so Shannon, you are able to book fast pass beyond the three given to you. Um, once you use your third pass and you do this on your My Disney Experience from home prior to your trip, you can log into your My Disney Experience app on your phone at the park or at the kiosk located in the parks and see if there are any more fast passes available for that day. It could be in another park or in the park that you're already at. Um, just remember when picking fast passes for the day, the first three must be used in one park only. 
And depending on the time of year and time of day, you're sure to able to grab three or more after the first three are used. Just use one at a time. Ryan, as a follow-up question, what about at Disneyland? Is the process for booking extra fast passes the same? At Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure, they do things a little differently than what we do at Walt Disney World. You actually need to schedule your fast passes at a kiosk inside of the parks. There is also an add-on option where you can purchase a thing called Max Pass for an extra $15 per person per ticket. This actually allows you to use the app to view available times and schedule shows. You can actually schedule your ride times upon availability at their conveniently located kiosks located around the park. The app will actually notify you when you're allowed to schedule your next Fast Pass. All Fast Passes at Disneyland are chosen on the same day and it's a first come first serve basis, which is much different than what we're used to at Walt Disney World. Our second question comes to us from Leah in Nashville. My Fast Pass day is approaching. We are a group of eight with two different reservations and not everyone wants the same Fast Passes. What do we do? Okay, well, Leah has a very good question. And the best thing to do is speak to your group of eight, find out who wants to do what rides, and make a small list of the top three. Also make sure when doing fast passes for children that they meet the height requirements they listed on the app. Like for example, in my family, I have a teenage son and a son who's uh, only seven. Uh, they don't always want the same rides or attractions, so we do fast pass together as a family of four, but I also like to break it up and do two and two. I'll take my younger son on Dumbo, while my husband will take my older on Space Mountain. Um, when making fast passes, you will be able to choose which family members are going to go on the ride or see a certain attraction. Best way to make one fast pass for some and a fast pass for the rest of the group around the same time. This way you'll use up all your three fast passes around the same time. This will get you access to more fast passes when those are all used. So try to get them in within the same time frames. Um, so I would also advise people doing this to prioritize booking the fast passes for the more popular attractions first when your fast pass booking day comes up. Also, adult members of your party are able to link their reservations on the My Disney Experience app. And you're actually able to designate one member as the head of the trip to help plan for everyone else so you can see and share all of the plans. Uh, so question number three comes to us from Zoe in Los Angeles. She says, I'm trying to schedule fast passes, but my 20 month old doesn't have a ticket. How do I get her a fast pass to ride with us? That's a great question. Children under the age of three without a ticket are considered lap infants for most rides and don't require a ticket or a fast pass to ride with their parent on rides without a height restriction. Awesome, Denise, anything uh, you'd like to add to that? Um, sure, there's also a rider swap option uh, for Zoe and her family they might want to consider. This will allow you and another adult to take turns riding a ride that your child is not able to go on because of height restrictions, meaning the ride is not safe for your 20 month old. It's a great way for your entire family or group to go on everything you want without leaving her or anyone else behind. Um, everyone will get an opportunity to enjoy the rides. Rider Swap is a great option. We use it when there's something we want to ride that our three-year-old isn't tall enough for. I think the last time we used it was on Dinosaur at Disney's Animal Kingdom. It's a great option so parents don't have to pick and choose who has to sit out of rides or for both to miss out on a ride altogether. With that being said, our next question is coming to us from Michelle in Madison, Wisconsin. How do Fast Passes work? I'm not sure how to book them, use them, or about the tiers. 
How long are lines with Fast Passes? Fast Passes are able to be made online at www.disneyworld.com or on the My Disney Experience app. And also, if you have a travel agent, they can help you schedule your Fast Passes as well. For guests staying on property Walt Disney World, you can actually book your Fast Passes at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 60 days prior to your check-in date. And if you're not staying on Walt Disney World property, then you can book them 7 a.m. 30 days prior to your arrival at the parks. So Brian, what happens when you have booked your Fast Passes and you're in the park? Explain how to use them at the right entrance. Fast Passes are really easy to use at Walt Disney World. During your Fast Pass window, simply just walk up to the attraction. There will be a Fast Pass line next to the standby line. And at the front of the line, there will be two towers typically, and that's where you can touch Mickey to Mickey, much like you do when you enter the park. And that will tell the cast member at the entrance of the line whether or not you have a Fast Pass for that window. If it shows blue, then it's not your time. If it flashes green, then you can go on the ride and enjoy your time. Denise, can you answer the part of Michelle's question about FastPass tiers? Uh, sure. Uh, tiers are a way for Disney to mitigate traffic and make sure as many guests as possible have access to a park's more popular attractions. Not all parks have tiers, and then the tiers themselves can change based on what's popular. If you're reserving a FastPass at a park with tiers, the high-tiered rides will be listed at the top of the page. You can only make a reservation for one of those rides, a person per day. Below that list will be all the other attractions. You can pre-book Fast Pass for two attractions from that list. So do either of you know if you can book another Tier 1 Fast Pass after you've used up your initial three, or can you only book Tier 2 Fast Passes after that? You can actually book a Tier 1 Fast Pass after you've used all three of your original Fast Passes. Granted, if there are any left available. Thanks so much. That was a lot of great information. Our next question is from Courtney in Wichita, Kansas. What rides or attractions should we get fast passes for to avoid the longest lines? How about we all just give the top three that we would select for our families and let's keep tears in mind. So Brian, why don't you get us started? So my top three in Magic Kingdom, it's really easy. Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, and Big Thunder Mountain. You sure do love your mountains. What about the other parks? So since Epcot has the tier system, you can get one from tier one and two from tier two. The one that I pick for tier one is usually Soarin' and the two that I have for tier two is Living with the Land, which is a must do, and Spaceship Earth. So at Disney's Hollywood Studios, they have the tier system as well and there have been a lot of changes to the FastPass system there over the last few years with all of the additions to the park. So. I'm going to pick Slinky Dog Dash, Tower of Terror, and Rock and Roller Coaster. And finally, at Disney's Animal Kingdom, again, they have the tier system. So I'm going to pick Kilimanjaro Safaris, Flight of Passage, and Dinosaur. Denise, what are your top three selections for each park? Okay, um, in the Magic Kingdom, we always like to do the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Big Thunder Mountain. In Animal Kingdom, always Flight Passage, Mount Everest, and Kilimanjaro Safaris. In Epcot, we love Soren, Spaceship Earth, and Nemo. In Hollywood Studios, Slinky Dog, Rock and Roller Coaster, and Star Tours. Thank you. Rachel, we might as well add our top 
picks in here too. What are yours? Uh, so at the Magic Kingdom, the mountains are always going to be a good bet for your fast pass. But assuming you've got a family and you want to minimize the amount of thrill rides you're doing, I'd say at this point in time, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is your best uh, your best option for a fast pass if you can get it because it's going to have the longest lines. Uh, then some for more family attract family friendly attractions. Uh, I'd say Buzz Lightyear and Jungle Cruise are my two top uh, my two top family-friendly fast passes to get. Uh, you'll see a lot of people trying to get fast passes for Peter Pan's flight. Uh, that's a popular one too, but um, then you'll miss the interactive queue, which is a lot of fun. So I would rather road drop that than fast pass it. Um, and Jungle Cruise, uh, as I mentioned, that's a great fast pass because the queue is mostly outside and you don't want to be dealing with that in the Florida heat as much as you can avoid it. So for Epcot, um, anything from the top tier, Actions is usually a good pick. We usually go for Soren because it's a crowd favorite. Uh, from the lower tier, Spaceship Earth and Living with the Land are usually the ones we go with there. Hollywood Studios, uh, top tier rides, of course, Slinky Dog Dash. It's not only an outdoor queue, it's a very long outdoor queue. Uh, Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror. It doesn't have a, unfortunately, Hollywood Studios doesn't have a lot of family friendly rides right now. Uh, but those are the top three uh, that I would pick. For Animal Kingdom, uh, I would say I'm actually going to surprise people and say you should, if you have to pick, because you have to pick one Pandora ride. Uh, at Animal Kingdom, and most people are going to tell you to pick Flight of Passage for your Fast Pass. But I'm actually going to recommend that you consider getting um, that you consider getting Navi River Journey instead. The reason is you can usually, if you're willing to rope drop or go just before closing or during Rivers of Light, you can usually get onto Flight of Passage for a relatively short wait. And there's so much to see in the queue, and it usually moves relatively fast, even when the wait is long. The uh, Navi River Journey line. It's super long, super slow, and there's nothing to see or do in it. I consistently hear people say they wish they had just gotten a fast pass for it or not ridden it at all. So if it's something you really want to ride, I would recommend trying to get a fast pass for it. Uh, followed by uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris and Expedition Everest. Those are two really good picks for, uh, for fast passes. Those are a lot of really good insights, uh, Rachel, that we don't always think about. For my family, at Magic Kingdom, we pick Peter Pan's Flight, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and Splash Mountain. In Epcot, we go with Frozen Ever After, Spaceship Earth, and The Seeds with Nemo and Friends. Now, when my daughter's a little bit taller, we will definitely add Soren into that rotation. At Hollywood Studios, we go with Slinky Dog Dash, Frozen Sing Along, and The Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Again, keeping in mind that my daughter isn't tall enough for all of the thrill rides. So in the future, those fast pass selections will definitely change for our family. And finally, at Disney's Animal Kingdom, we go for Flight of Passage, Kilimanjaro Safari, and Expedition Everest. We do utilize Rider Swap at Disney's Animal Kingdom more than we do any other park. So even when we're making our fast passes, we already know we're going to be using that rider swap option. So our last question comes to us from Sarah, uh, right here in Kissimmee, Florida. Are there fast passes at the water parks and do they work the same way? While the water parks are a great way to cool off when in Walt Disney World, you actually can't use fast passes there. Good to know that they are not an option at water parks. That concludes the question and answer portion of our show with our experts. 
Thank you, Denise and Brian, for spending some time with us today. You have both been wonderful. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Mama Bear Jamboree. We are excited to chit-chat, yik-yak, and flim-flam with you all again on our next episode where we will discuss rides and attractions at the Magic Kingdom. If you want more from Mama Bear Jamboree podcast, head on over to our website at www.mamabearjamboree.com. There you will find blog posts that go along with each episode's topic, helpful handouts that match our show content to help you in planning your family's next Disney Parks vacation, and you can enter our monthly trivia contest. At the end of every Mama Bear Jamboree episode, you'll hear a trivia question presented by our trivia master, Walt Post. Go to the Google form on our website, again, at www.mamabearjamboree.com and enter the trivia question. We will take all correct responses for the month and plug them into a random drawing generator, and the winner will be announced on our Facebook page and will be sent a prize. Well, what do you have for us? How tall do you need to be to drive a car at the Speedway? You've been listening to Mama Bear Jamboree, part of the Imagination Radio Network and a BRS production. This show is, just as I expected, practically perfect in every way. Just like me. Please like, share, subscribe, comment, and rate Mama Bear Jamboree on all of your favorite social media and podcast platforms. It's as easy as a spoonful of sugar.